Let's take a look at the bigger picture. Randy Sevcix with us, President Elite Group of Retirement Services. Randy, good afternoon to you. Um, we're starting off March, much like what we've been seeing of late, and that's Red Arrows. Uh, what's going on here? Yes, hi, thanks for having me back, Nicole. We, uh, we are seeing a lot of the arrows uh, today, and there's a couple more when you look deeper into those that I think are really affecting what we have going on. And one of the things that I've been looking at too is while, while wages might look better this month against inflation, remember year to year, it's been 22 months of negative real, real wage growth. So consumers may not be able to identify this, but they can feel what this is beginning to mean with them. So I couple that information with some of the other things that come out recently. We have bankrate.com announced this week that Americans have hit a new record that 36% of U.S. adults owe more money in credit card debt than they have saved. You have that coupled with the fact that we've lost 23% of their 401k values in the last calendar year. Like I said, they may not be able to identify what's going on, but when you see your credit card balances within your home surging like that, people understand that it's about to get very tight for them. Understood. Well, as you said, credit cards uh, debt is surging. People are digging into their savings and how consumer confidence and sentiment goes. So goes the market and GDP, right? Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, consumer sentiment is a very good point. While it's up three or 2.3% from last month, it's still at its lowest point since April of 1980. So you couple that fact with inflation at 5.4% year over year, it tells us that the markets really aren't reacting aggressively to the Fed rate hikes. So the runaway inflation train hasn't really stopped and, and consumers are really hesitant to sort of dive back into the market because of that. Right, understood. So at this point now, as we take a look at how investors um, should be putting money to work in a rate hike environment, I mean, I know you think the Fed will continue to raise rates. What right. do you tell investors to do? Well, the, the recessionary concerns are likely going to keep a lot of money on the sidelines while investors attempt to time their reentry. And in the near future, I'm telling clients and investors that it's time, not timing. So look in terms of the market as far as you're going to be investing for the long term. If timing is an issue, then they should focus more on a robust fixed income balance through treasuries or fixed indexed annuities. I saw that treasuries right before we went on air are bumping up near 4% already. So I think it's important for people to remember time not timing, and just make sure any distributions that you're going to need from your portfolio are coming from principal protected sources, such as the ones I mentioned. So sectors that you like, you talk about energy, healthcare, mm -hmm. technology. I mean, we've seen energy and technology really um, be leading stories over yes. the last six, 12 months, right? I mean, tech in 2023, especially energy in 2022. Right. Right. Um, tell me about these three sectors. It's interesting you mentioned technology because I believe that's the canary in the coal mine to the market. Meta's up, Google year-to-date earnings were up. I think if investors are using the S&P as their proxy, they cannot mathematically get back to those highs if they don't get major participation from technology. It's not just the largest sector, but it's equivalent to the bottom five sectors mathematically on the index. So if you don't get tech to participate, you're going to have a difficult time pushing back to the old highs. That's why I watch tech so closely, but I watch it through the prism of not timing, of time. 
I see. I see. Then you have the areas to avoid. You say real estate, consumer discretionary. Why are those areas to avoid? Well, as, as it, it seems that when we look at all the down arrows and, and we see that the consumers are really starting to pay attention to the fact that we may be settling in for a coming recession. So they, they can't really afford with real estate that holy trinity of high interest rates, home prices and falling incomes. So home ownership affordability is at its lowest level in about 35 years. So uh, along those same lines, because consumer discretionary, that's a $7 trillion or $8 trillion sector. But with the volatility of inflation, that's going to be driven by consumer uncertainty. So traditionally, this sector conjures up images of apparel and hotels and restaurants. And I think these traditional members are going to continue to struggle. But watch e-commerce. Average wages grew 4%, but most importantly, it was outpaced by inflation at 6.5. You're going to see consumer discretion really start to fall, but it's going to be masked a bit by e-commerce propping it up. Right. Understood. At this point now, so many of the guests come on and they're just doing short-term treasuries. I mean, just because it's undeniably yeah. a great trade and easy and quick and, you know, you get your yield. Um, tell me about the fixed income story long, short, high yield, you know, high quality. What are some of the best bets for investors? Well, you, you know, again, that goes back to the, the time, not the timing. So if, if timing is becoming an issue and your horizon for needing distributions from these assets is within 36 to 48 months, I'm looking heavily into things such as fixed indexed annuities that are providing guarantees as far as lifetime income sources, and they're providing pr uh, principal protection from the asset losing. That's an industry that has, has gone from about $300 billion to over a trillion in the last 18 months or so. Yeah. Randy Sefcik, great to see you. Elite Group Retirement Services. Thanks, Randy. Thank you.